Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, how's everybody doing today? Well, this is the first Sunday of Advent, but I want to start by asking... How many of you took a risk this week? Would you like to Would you like to talk about it? Vern, do you have the still have the mic? No. Okay. Thank you, Kenny. Just just bring it here. Would anybody like to share about about taking a risk? And this is what we've been talking about since since Mark and Shelley came. Would anybody like to share? I will. It's pretty, it's pretty small. That's good. That's good. Come on. You got on the highway this weekend. That was a risk, definitely. That takes faith. It, it's really small, y'all, but it, but it is still the Lord. So I was invited to a ladies' thing. I'm not a big joiner, y'all. And I just like to be home on my couch, like, not moving. And so, um, but I felt like I should go. And that's the Lord, because I never want to go places on my own. And, but then I felt like I should reach out to a couple women and invite them. But it wasn't my thing, so I had to, like, make sure it was okay that they went. But it was, and I invited them, and they went. And the drive there and the drive home was so amazing, just sharing friendship being honest, vulnerable, transparent, and I know the Lord was in it. And so it, you know, it took me wanting to get off the couch, but also listening to the Lord's prompting to get out of my comfort zone, to invite other people, to be willing to sacrifice my time just to be in relationship. So it's not a big thing, but it definitely was the Lord. Thank you, Lavina. And see, this is the thing. We have this idea that we have to take some big, huge, enormous risk. You know, like we're getting ready to jump the, the Grand Canyon. And really, it's as small as just being willing to speak to somebody that, and for those of us who are, who are a little bashful, it might be a little bit harder for you to, to do that. That might be like jumping the Grand Canyon. But then again, it's it's not something that that is necessarily really hard. Just responding to what the Lord leads us to do. So, anybody else? Would you like to to share what how you might have taken a risk this last week? Well, let me ask you this. Well, here comes here comes Rachel. Hi. Um, I was going to say, yesterday I went to a, like, it was like a stock horse trail clinic. 
So I had to get on my two-year-old that I broke myself that I've ridden outside of my round pen maybe one time and pretend to my mom like I didn't think I was going to get bucked off as soon as I got on. <laughs> but then I didn't, and it actually went really well. So, you know, that was, that was cool. Well, that's awesome. How about you, young lady? Well, I've done several things this week. Uh, for one thing, I'm not using my walker very much anymore. And I'm not using my oxygen, but at nighttime now. And God's been really good to me. But one of the neatest things is I had lost my home health for a while, and I got it back. And one lady I kept through the whole thing, and I was supposed to get a new aid. And I told God, I said, God, you know what I need. And I'm trusting you to give me the right person. Lo and behold, here comes this lady that is a Christian that sings, that praises God every breath she takes. And we read scripture together and we fellowship together and she cleans my house spotless. All at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how she does it all. <laughs> but I am very thankful for her. And I'm thankful to God for being so diligent about blessing me with the right people at the right time. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. Well, that kind of dovetails a little bit with what I'm going to talk about this morning. You know, this is the first Sunday of Advent, and the first Sunday of Advent is called Advent Sunday. And as the, the video so eloquently stated, it means waiting. It also means coming, and it refers to the birth of Christ, as well as looking ahead to His second coming. And essentially, we remember the coming of Christ at His birth while we wait for His return. Our theme for Advent this year is the invitation, saying yes to the Holy Spirit. And you could say that the Holy Spirit is actually the spirit of the Christmas season. And in the Gospel of Luke, there's the story of Mary's invitation to say yes to the Spirit. In Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. 
He will be very great and it will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she is barren. But she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the Word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Mary said yes. And she said yes before she knew really what she was saying yes to. She didn't understand the implications of what saying yes was going to mean. I mean, she was a young woman that had not been married yet in a society where that could, that could lead to a woman's death. But she said yes. And we're here today because this young lady said yes 2,000 years ago. Advent Sunday, the first Sunday of Advent, is also known as the Sunday of Hope. And we lit the hope candle just a few minutes ago. So with that, I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about an invitation to hope. The definition of hope, according to Merriam-Webster, is to cherish a desire with anticipation. To want something to happen or to be true. To desire with expectation of obtainment or fulfillment. To expect with confidence. Trust. Now in the movie, the movie Home Alone, you might remember that movie, Catherine O'Hara, who played Kevin McAllister's mother, said while she was trying to get home to Chicago from Europe, This is Christmas! The season of perpetual hope! She was actually quoting a commercial from the 80s. You might remember that. It was Zales. And they talked about Christmas being the season of perpetual hope. Well, they both got it right. Hope is a central theme to the Christmas story. But it's not about just getting the things we want or getting our way. This hope rests in the forgiveness of sin that is available through the person of Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate in this season. That thread of hope was woven throughout the Old Testament. The patriarchs looked forward in hope for the redemption of humanity. The prophets proclaimed the hope of salvation that would come through the Messiah. And then after some 400 years of silence between the Old and the New Testaments, that flicker of hope came alive 
with the birth of Jesus. And in the Christmas story recorded in Luke's gospel, it includes a story of a man who had been given the hope of seeing the Messiah born during his lifetime. In Luke chapter 2, verse 25, it says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was a righteous and devout and he was righteous and devout and was eagerly awaiting them for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. And he took the child in his arms and he praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about their son. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many, to, many in Israel to fall, and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Now, what are the odds? Joseph and Mary go to Jerusalem, and they go to the temple to offer the sacrifice that was required on behalf of their son. They just had, had Jesus, and so they were fulfilling the requirements of the law. There's a lot of people in Jerusalem. There's a lot of people in the temple area. And at the moment that they went to offer Jesus back to the Lord, Simeon happened to be there. Now what are the chances? What are the chances that they would be together in the temple? Well, Luke said that the Spirit led Simeon to the temple that day. It wasn't a coincidence. That was a God moment. Now, how many times have we found ourselves inexplicably in the right place at the right time? Have you ever thought that? You run into somebody and it's like, what are the chances? Several months ago, we were on our way back from San Antonio. And we stopped off at a Bucky's. I think it was, yeah, it was somewhere, it was one of the new ones that's there along I-10. And... We stopped in, you know, of course, it, we, every time we see a Bucky's, how about you? You see a Bucky's, it's time to stop, right? So we go inside, and there, right in front of me was a classmate from college that I hadn't seen since he graduated, nearly 30 years ago. And it just so happened that he had been taking care of his parents, and, and his, his father died not long after we saw one another. But we, we renewed our friendship in Bucky's. I mean, what are the chances? What are the chances that we would, would see each other out on the road? Except for 
the work of the Spirit. The hope that Simeon would see the Messiah guided him throughout his life. He was an old man, but he was still waiting with the hope that the Messiah would come and save the world from their sins. And and he got to hold the baby Jesus. He got to see him and hold him in his arms. And when he saw the baby, when he held the baby, he knew that his hope had finally been fulfilled. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome about this, this hope. He said, Since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we can confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing in God's glory. And we can rejoice too that when we run into problems and trials, for when we know that, we, we ha- that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope, listen to me, this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us His Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Now, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about taking risks and about saying yes to the Spirit. Imagine what could happen this Christmas if we say yes to the Spirit. Just imagine. Now, I'm going I'm to wrap up, but I, I want to ask a couple of questions before I do. What is God inviting you into this, this Christmas season? I think we all have hopes that we would, we would like to see God do something. Maybe you're praying for the salvation of a child. Maybe you're playing, praying for the salvation of a family member. And you're holding on to the hope that they'll come to Christ. Those who hope in the Lord will not be disappointed. They'll be not put to shame. What if the Lord is inviting you this Christmas to hope again that those things will come to pass? And then a second question, what might the Holy Spirit guide us into naming? Because it's one thing to hope and not say anything. You know, you don't want to, because once you put it out there, you know, you're, you're, you're held accountable for it, right? You're, you, you have to account for that. What if we name it and then trust and actively wait on the Lord to give us what we're hoping for. That's the invitation this Christmas. That's the invitation to hope again in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because once He came, it it changed everything. I mean, God made His Son into a human who lived on this earth 
and lived a sinless life and died the perfect death that we might be made right with God. If he did that, he can do anything. So I want to encourage us today to say yes to the invitation to the Spirit to hope again. Can we stand together?